Brother Baxter, good evening to the audience tonight. I was also a little late, Brother Baxter speaking about a drunk man. <laughs> we didn't have to come down the street, there's one of them way out there wouldn't let me and I am go to whip us because we want to get in. So they had them on the ground left behind the street. Brother Baxter was just telling me that she'd taken a love offering for me this afternoon or this evening. I'm not worthy of that. But I thank you. From the very depths of my heart, and I promise you, by God's grace, I'm I had seven months, as I told you, this afternoon out without services, and it was very hard. I have a family, and my senses are very heavy. And so I appreciate it. But with all my heart, I will put every cent of it to the best of my knowledge to the glory of God. And then in return, I pray that God will give you a hundredfold for everything that you've done that God will repay you, I'm sure. And if, as soon as I get my debt paid off, every penny that we can have will go right into a little fund, and we'll, as soon as we get enough then, right straight to South Africa and over to India, and this as far as they'll let us read it, as soon as we get enough to make it, to try to bring the gospel message to others. We love that, because the last six-week meeting we had in Africa produced 100,000 conversions. And one day, 30,000 people accepted Jesus Christ as personal Savior in one day. Aren't you happy for that? Remember, that 30,000 would be, that would be 10 times bigger than Pentecost. Think of it. Isn't that right? There's 3,000 Pentecost, 3,000 That's 10 times bigger than Pentecost. Or 30,000 accepted Christ at one day. One day. Now that's remarkable, isn't it? Never was repeated, never has been done in history of the world. And our, the little pennies and nickels that we collect, then we know where they go. I watch that myself to be sure that it goes absolutely for the gospel's sake alone, because I'm responsible to the people. And I try to do everything I can to help the people. That's my mission here on earth, is to try to help each one. I wish there was some way tonight I could start down here to these two women laying there, bedridden. There's a man sitting here in a little push cart with a Bible, a lady sitting here in a wheelchair, and I see a crutch laying there, a lady with a withered limb. Two boys sitting up there in a little push chair. Oh, how I wish I could just go down there and say, Now look, God has told me that I have a gift of healing, that I can just lay my hands on you and make the crippled to walk or make the blind to see or the deaf. I wish I could. But he doesn't give that to me. That lays in Calvary. That's in Jesus Christ, not in me. If it was me, I, I, I guess I would, I would go everywhere I could go. I love people. There was one time where I didn't have any friends. Next Sunday evening, afternoon, if God willing, I want to tell my life story, and you'll see that I didn't have any friends as a boy. 
was a young man. I didn't dance. I didn't go to shows and so forth. I was really a wallflower. Girls thought I was. They all liked to smoke and dance and carry on. So well, I, what was I to them? And when I got converted and become a member of the church, then they told me I was a fanatic. So it's been all the way along. So just as I told you this afternoon, just now, the last few years, I met a people who love God, who believe in God the same way that I do, believe that He is God yet, the same God that He was yesterday and will be forever. And then to meet Him with that group who love me and that God just like a glove on your hand. It's just something that I love the people with all my heart. Then I pray, God, what can I do daily while you all are out working? I'm somewhere maybe praying for you. Asking God to let me uh, have more of his grace or please give more strength and power to help somebody that I can help you. You might not understand that thoroughly now, but that day when all the crowns are giving out and I'm seeing the crown placed upon each one of your heads, and I'll be standing back if I can, weeping and shouting for joy to know that you've made it. Then I'm, I trust that my Lord will turn around and say, He, he prayed for you. He's done all that He could. That would just be worth so much to me. That may sound fictitious. You may say, Brother Branham, you're loose, but I believe that those things will come to pass. That we'll meet Him, He'll be Jesus, the same Jesus. Eating, drinking, just as he was when he was here on earth, and I believe we'll be, we'll be just as we are now, only immortal. This corruption will put on incorruption. Now, I thank you from the depths of my soul for your offering. I do all that I can to glorify God. I'm trying my best now to get back to, I'm sure, by, I told you the vision this afternoon, and there will be a meeting, and I'll go somewhere. And I believe it's in India, near Bombay, that there'll be 300,000 people, and I don't know how many converts there will be in that meeting. Probably run up to 150,000 people <coughs> converted. And the little fragments that's left over this afternoon and that will go for that purpose. And it's that day, God rewards you each one for listening with my prayer. Now, tonight, it's hot in the building, almost 9 o'clock, and I'm not going to take... I had a scripture placed out here that I thought I would speak, but the Holy Spirit seems to tell me now, don't do that. But it's such a prayer so I can start praying for the sick. Now, last night was the night, the meeting night, that God had sent me to Hammond to meet. You all were here. You probably understand. Now, since then, the Spirit has broken. Oh, difference, and right now it's just altogether different. This coming week, I believe, will be, will exceed the week that passed much more. I believe it. Now, let us pray and let's ask God to help us, and and God will do it, I'm sure, if we'll ask Him and believe. Now you come out, but now from now on, until next Sunday afternoon, it'll probably be very little speaking. I even met someone in the restaurant this afternoon and while I was sitting there just a while ago. The angel of the Lord was so near in that restaurant. There was a man sitting there right across from me. He didn't know me. 
but I knew what he was suffering with. And there I looked over to this woman. There stood a woman sitting there, a vision rolled right over. A young minister friend of mine walked over to me, and I told him, I said, Brother Tom, the angel of the Lord is so near at this time. And just then when I come on over, brought the wife over, I went and rode around and kept riding around. And went out into the place and waited for just a few moments to go uh, to come into the meeting, getting ready for the service. I think if I speak any, or do anything anymore than just a word or two here, it might take it from me. I'm wanting to see God magnify His Son, Jesus Christ, tonight. Now, this is uh, just a scripture reading because I want to read a scripture every night because I hope that you in your home will read at least one chapter in the Bible every day and pray. Always do that. That's the old-fashioned Christian home. And God knows that we need more of that more than we need atomic bombs in America. That would be the best thing that we could have was the fortress of God's love and power around us. It'd be all atomic powers. Don't you think so? All right, in Hebrews 11th chapter, and beginning at the fourth verse, I wish to read this just for a scripture lesson now. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gift. God testifying of his gift. How many strangers are here for your first time? Let's see your hands. This is your first night. Oh, many hundreds. Now, Brother Baxter told me that tonight, usually, Brother Bosworth or Brother Baxter, some of them, explain all about the working of the Holy Spirit in our meetings. And I don't, I walk right straight to the platform to start the meeting. But they have, I told them just last week, I said, I don't know why I'm in Hammond, but I understand now, so then, now they'll take over. I was speaking myself. Perhaps in speaking, I could find something to see where it was until I found what it was, and God has been glorified, and now from henceforth, the managers will do the speaking. I'll just pray for the sick, and each night maybe I'll read a scripture and just start praying for the sick. Now, dear Christian friends, I... I am not a divine healer. No other man is. No doctor is. And there's only one healing that comes from God. Do you believe that? Now, for instance, if we would speak this. Now, all diseases, can you hear me better from this mic here? All diseases come from, is direct or indirect caused from sin. Now, not maybe sin in your life, but sin in your parents' life. Inherited. Do you believe that to be possible? God said so. I will visit the iniquity upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. Is that right? So, it comes before we had any sickness, before we had any sin, we had no sickness. Now, just watch how, how easy it could be. Just a little lesson of this. Let's take, for instance, a certain disease. Let's take a tumor or a cancer. Usually a tumor goes malignant and becomes a cancer. Now watch just a minute. Listen close now. You want to be prayed for and healed. Now, a cancer, now that's the first place, is a medical name. It comes from the word crab. 
many legs. There's many forms of cancer. There's the red cancer and the sarcomas cancer and, uh, and uh, the different types of cancer. The rose cancer. The rose cancer is usually on a woman's breast. It just piles up like all like pancakes on top of each other. And, uh, the sarcomas cancer is the worst, I guess, of all of it. But now let's watch what it is. The first place, it's a growth. All right. Now, it's a, it's a little body. Well, now, before it can become a body, it has to become a cell and then a developing a cell before it can be a body. Now, let's just take, for instance, you. You here tonight. Uh, you was one time. Uh, I was one time just a little teeny germ. You were too. And now through holy wedlock, well, when we were brought into the human incubator, then that teeny little cell that you were in, so small that the human eye can't see it, it looks like a little, through a microscope glass, like a little thread or something. And then right in the middle of it is like a knot begins, when it begins to develop. Tie, that's the spine. And in there, that one little teeny cell that you come from begins to multiply cells and begins to develop out from one little teeny cell, cell on cell, and every seed after its kind. The bird will produce a bird, the dog a dog, a human a human, every seed after its kind. Now, and then diseases the same way. The sarcomas, it's time. The red cancer, the, the, the different types, or whatever the growths are. Now, but notice, then you finally become the age, you begin about like a lemon, and then after a while, up to the normal baby birth size of nine months, was born in the world and has developed cells, and that finally that little cell has brought you to the place of where you are now. You know that's true, is it? That is true. Well, now, let's, let's take you and diagnose you just a minute, and then you can see what this other fellow is. Now, let's bring you down. One cell adds the other, one cell adds the other, and you finally come down to that one little germ again. Well, now, that little germ, what is a germ? That's the next thing. We got you down to there. Now, if I have to break that germ down, I'll find out that a germ is a teeny little cell, the smallest cell there is. It can be seen because it's a natural part, but that's the last thing that a light in a glass will reflect, is that teeny little cell of a germ. Well, then, that germ is alive, and if we have to go beyond the last cell, then you've got life. That comes into the spirit realm. Well, now, a cancer, just as you grow in the womb of your mother, a cancer grows in your body. For instance, like my hand. There's no cancer there. There might be someday. Well, what causes a cancer? Well, the first thing, maybe a bruise will cause a cancer. Those little... Uh, Cells when they're bruised, they backslide. That's a big word for a Baptist to say, isn't it? But that's what happens. It's, it's, um, back, they backslide. And that's just the way it is in a church. You get that backslider in the church, he's going he's to pollute the whole body if you don't want it. Now, but that cell backslides. It's bruised up. Now, Satan, now somehow there's not a cell of cancer in there now. But a cancer could come in there from some cause. Then it's like maybe it'll be on uh, on the inside and the female glands in the stomach and the lungs or wherever it may be. But it starts with first a little cell. Then before it can be a cell, after the cell it has to come to a life. 
Now, if that cancer is on the inside of you, a tumor, cataract, whatever it might be, a growth, it's a little tiny life outside of your life, developing cells, and here it is, maybe the tumor or cancer is that big now. What's it doing? It's growing, developing cells. It's alive. You believe that? Now, what is it? Behind there, down below it, you have to find out that that comes from a cancer germ, which was a cancer life, which is a devil. Now, I'd like to see anybody take that out of the Word of God and say it isn't true. Every, look, the Bible said when the deaf and dumb spirit went out of the man. Now, for instance, the man tonight was deaf and dumb, like the lady was speaking here, here on the platform, other place. Now she comes up, mm-hmm. see, deaf and dumb. Now the doctor will x-ray her. Now perhaps maybe it might be a bone has been pushed or something that is laying across that nerve that goes to her vocal cords or to her hearing that is crossed up and it cuts the energy off of it like a ground on that wash. Now the doctor looks through that x-ray and says, here, here it is. Now an operation can do that. We'll take, go in there and move this bone back and push it back. That'll let that line energize. And when it does, she can hear. She can speak. See? If it's caused some accident or something else. But what if he can't see nothing? He says, well, she's just deaf and dumb. Well, the one I'm wanting to answer for, what made her deaf and dumb? What caused her to be deaf and dumb? Well, the doctor says just the energy of the nerve that's on the eardrum has been cut off. Well, that'd be like uh, a transparent band around my hand here that, that around my hand you couldn't see it. After a while, my hand gets stiff, turns dark, gets sore, and the doctor comes and there's a big sore breaks out on his finger and he'll wrap it up. You'll say, well, Reverend Branham, I'll x-ray your arm, but the nerves are just dead from here out. Well, what made him die, doctor? I don't know. There's, I don't see a reason here. I can't understand. That's the way it is on the ear. It never died all over the body. Why did it die right in the ear? Why did it die right on the vocal cord? What made it die? There's no, you can't explain it. That's beyond. See, I can't tell you because the doctor can only work with the five senses, what he can see or feel. That's the only way our, our medical profession can, can work on the senses. Anything that they can see or feel outside of that, they can't see it, feel it. They don't know what to work on. Now, then if there is a truth, there's a person deaf and dumb. And there's no, no, nothing laying against that or stop that. Or, then what caused it? Now, here's what it is, friends. In the light of God's Word, there is an unseen force, the devil, which comes down and himself, which the x-ray won't show him. But it cut off the energy. It's a supernatural being sitting there. It's cut off the energy from that eardrum. Now, in the way of divine healing, prayer of faith moves this unseen force, and if nature has its right way, then that eardrum becomes energized again, and the patient can hear. And Jesus said it was a deaf and dumb spirit. Do you believe he was right? Do you believe he knew what he was talking about? Certainly it is. Now, a, a cancer, a cataract, uh, uh, in the eye, and uh, cancer, he's a scavenger, and he eats the dead things, just like the, the scavenger of the earth, all the earthly things, types of heavenly, just exactly, and a cancer is a scavenger, and um, so he eats the, 
impurities, he eats the dead things, and he kills as he eats, sucking the blood. Now he comes into your life. Now look, here is a person with that germ of life that was ordained of God, that germ of life, multiplication cell, from that one little life brought forth your life. And then in you is a lump about that big, another group of cells, all together a different life, living in you, sucking the blood from your body. He's a killer. Now who gives that to you? You couldn't say that a lovely heavenly father put that on you. Then it's the devil. And God's word declares it to be the devil. Now what does divine healing do? Divine healing sometimes in a miracle, certainly. I have newspaper statements that I can produce to any skeptic that would like to look at it. Go back there and pick up one of my books and call down the sun times and find out if it's right or not. Or a reporter standing around on a platform and see cancer on the person's face, and while I was trained and rebuked the cancer and asked the Lord Jesus to heal it, the cancer turned, it was real red bloody. There's a report. Go ask. Look, write him, talk to him about it. And it turned black, dried up, rolled off, and rolled over my feet while standing there. And the newspaper stood there and wrote it and took the so could you stand still just a minute and tuck this picture like that and you're spread across the country. Now, see? Now, things like that, that's a miracle. Now, in a case of healing, here's the cancer, the malignant growth. Now it's in there. We pray for you. Do all that we can. Others pray for you. Now, usually in the case, when it's happened, now what takes place? Not so much as the cancer going. The doctor, if he can cut it out, that's all right. If he can cut it out and get the roots out of him, okay, that's fine. That's his duty to do that. That's what he's trained for. That's what our schools are for, for doctors. That's what our hospitals are for. That's what, that's what God gives us that tree of knowledge for. To do something, to help somebody. If your arm's broke, it's, it's your duty to go to the doctor and let him set that arm. Then ask God to heal it. That's, that's right. But now wait, what if that cancer, he can't cut it out? What if the roots are scattered out like this? Then there's only one thing left, that's that God, the Almighty, they have no medicine that would poison that germ, as yet. God help them to find something, is my prayer. But now in the case of divine healing, what happens? The life, not the cancer, the body, the life of that cancer, which is the inside of that germ, the life that started developing in the first place is rebuked and brought out by Jesus Christ and took away from you. The body still, say for instance, like this lady sitting here, what if she was a cancer on the earth? And I want to get rid of her in the way of divine healing. I just call her life out of her. Her body would fall down. Well, her body's still here, just the same as it is now, you see. But what's happened to the lady? She's dead. All right, just give her enough time. Now, the first thing that happens to a patient, usually they feel good right away. They go to feeling good. Thank the Lord. Well, Brother Branham, I, I wasn't able to eat for a long time. I can eat anything now. Now, be careful. Just a moment. Now, in an ordinarily in the procedure, and many know this, they'll get like that for about 72 hours. So if anybody in here, how many hunters is in here? Let's see your hands. It's hunted wild game. Let's see your hands. All right. Did you ever kill a deer today? Tell the boys how much it weighed. <laughs> Be careful when you put him on a scale in the morning. He isn't going to weigh that much. Is that right? If there's a butcher here, if there's an undertaker here, I'll know the same thing. 
our human body will take the artificial hour, false teeth out, because the body will shrink for the first 72 hours. It'll start shrinking, shrinking away. And then after it lays so long, then it starts swelling again. It's deteriorating, swelling up. And that's a little animal laying out on the road. He's killed. Let him lay down in the sun about 72 hours. Why, he's heavier then than he was in the beginning. He weighs more. A human body weighs more than it starts deteriorating. It swells up. Any animal does. Anybody. Any human flesh or other flesh. It begins to deteriorate and it swells up. Now, nine times out of ten, if the patient isn't instructed on what to do, right there they lose out. See? They say, well, I feel so good. I just feel so wonderful. And then about, after about 72 hours, they get a sick spell. They start getting sick. They say, oh, I've lost my hand. Oh, I thought Brother Graham told me in the name of the Lord. Uh, uh, that's the best sign in the world that you're healed. See, the thing's dead. It's swelling up. What if a lump of flesh big as my hand was on the inside of you and it was just as plain words rotting in you? The heart stream has to pack off the impurities in it, and any infection will throw a fever to you. You know that. And it's got your blood and stream has to purify your body. That's what it's for. God put it there for that purpose. And then the people say, I've lost my healing. Well, brother and sister, that's when you've got your healing. But you go along and sadly and, and for, uh, uh, well, Lord, you, you didn't treat me right, something like that. The faith that's taken away unbelief will resurrect it again. When you take your stand for Jesus Christ, stay there and die by it. What God says is the truth. And don't you fear what Satan has got anything to do about it. Don't argue with him. Don't fuss with him. Just ignore him and walk away. If you fuss with him, he'll keep you fussing day and night. Well, he'll say, you know you're not healed. you say, well, now look, Satan, I'm going to tell you something. Don't say it. Just say, get away. I don't want to hear nothing about you. Walk on and say, thank you, Lord. Go on. See, don't pay any attention to it. Now, I, now your doctor, he can tell you about your, your body, your anatomy, but I'm here, I, my work is in the realm of spirit. That's where I live, a big part of my life, is in another dimension that the world knows nothing about. I speak that in the name of the Lord. They don't understand. There's no need to try to explain There's no way to explain it. I cannot heal nobody, I never healed a person, I never will heal a person, and no one else ever did, for God said, I'm the Lord who heals all our diseases. Then all hospital cases, that's divine healing. Any healing that would come any way at all has to come from God, or God told something that was wrong. It's God that depends on your faith. Now, notice closely now. The only thing that I can do to help you is by divine gift that was ministered to me as a baby. When I wasn't a few minutes old, my mother's coming up, I think, this next week. I wish for her to come to the platform to testify. Let her tell you what happened on the morning. I've got a lovely old Irish mother, and I... It was nothing that I had to do with it. God sent it, not to me, to work through here to you. You're the one. And he's vindicated it 
everywhere. The only thing that I can do, now that you might not get a superstition, the only thing that I can do is say what I see. For instance, if I was standing in Philadelphia at this time, and standing out on the street, I'd say, I know I'm conscious I'm on the street, but I could say, I see an auditorium. There's people gathered. It's a hot night. They're fanning. There's a man sitting before me with a with a blue shirt on. He's got the, he's sitting in some kind of a little chair. It looks like we're just scooting around. Got a Bible. That's all. Then if it leave me, I'd say, well, just as natural as I'm standing here, I'd say I've seen a auditorium somewhere. See, I seen this that just what I see. That's all I can say. And that was given by divine gift. That was given by Almighty God, which is, consciously speaking, or trying to say the best that I know how, God foreordaining things to be. Look here. How many in here ever dreamed a dream? Let's see your hand. Or the bigger percentage. Well, what if I tell you dream me a dream now? Could you do it? No, sir. It's impossible. So is it impossible to me to see a vision for this woman or that man? Just as ever who gives you that dream, it's up to them. It's not up to you, no matter how much you want it, it's what they say. Is that whether God gives it to you or not? Is that right? That's the same way it is here. Well, there is people in here that I noticed hands a while ago that never dream dreams. They just sleep sound. They don't dream at all. I'm going to try because I know there's people here that uh, don't try to argue with me. I know there's people here that does not understand. Here's what it is. Here's a man's conscience right here. The conscience you live in now. We are taught by science that you're dreaming, you're in your subconscious. You ever see a person dreaming? You think you dreamed all night. It isn't that long. Just a moment. You're whining a little bit. You've done dreamed hours of dreams, you think. But just a moment, a flash while it's going through. The person that's dreaming is not sound asleep. But you people here who, who does not dream dreams, your subconscious will be back to a place where you do not reach to it in sleep. You can't help that. You can't help it. You were born that way. Something that has a rulership over you and made you, made you that way. You can't help it. And you people who dream dreams, you can't help that. But that you don't have no control of it. It's your subconscious. Now I want to ask you something. Now listen close. Now when you are asleep, there's many times in this conscience here, when this conscience is not active, you go out of this conscience into sleep, wake up over here in dreamland, as we call it. Now you can remember things in here or dream about things that you've done while you were in this conscience. Is that right? And then when you wake up out of there and up here in the first conscience, then you remember things that you dreamed about. Is that right? Things that you dreamed years ago. But those people who don't dream, they were made in their subconscious is way back. They don't dream at all. Terribly speaking now. Now... A seer, a vision, is God has to send that himself. Now, his subconscious is neither back there nor here, that far away from him, 
right here. He doesn't go to sleep. He just breaks from one conscious to another. And in, now in this dreamland that we speak of, God sometimes deals with people through dreams. Do you believe that? He did with King Nebuchadnezzar, with Joseph, and, and uh, uh, Joseph the father, foster father of Jesus. He promised in the last days that the old man would dream dreams, the young man see visions. See? God sets that in order. Now to see visions, I couldn't help that. Nobody ever laid hands on me and said, now you have a gift to, to see visions. It wasn't that I merited it. God ordained it to be so. And then, and I find that that is so, then I cannot hear in the name of the Lord after he had commissioned me to do so to try to help you to believe on God. You see, well, how many understands now what I'm speaking of? All right. Now I want to ask you. Jesus Christ claimed not to be a healer. Is that right? He said, it's not me that doeth the works, it's the Father that dwelleth in me. Is that right? And I want to quote a scripture. When he had passed by the lame and halt and blind in Bethesda there at the pool of St. John 5. Now listen to this real close. The Jews questioned Jesus, and he was talking about the diabetic or whatever he healed. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, listen, I'm quoting your Lord and my Lord. Verily, verily, that's absolutely, absolutely, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself, but what he sees the Father doing. That doeth the Son likewise, and the Father loveth the Son. And show him the thing, or what things soever he doeth, and he'll show you greater things than the healing of this diabetic otherwise, that you might marvel. Is that right? Now, according to Jesus' own words, which I believe they are the truth, no one disputes that St. John 5 is not in, uh, but what's inspired. And according to his words, he said, I do nothing until the Father shows me what he's doing. Then what the Father showed me, that I do. Is that right? St. John 5, 19. Now, if Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, a little while the world sees me no more, yet you'll see me, for I'll be with you even in you. Then Jesus Christ comes into his church, to his people, to manifest himself out through the people, while he himself is sitting at the right hand of the Father, sending back the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, to live in human beings, to work through them to show the same works that he did in the beginning, making him the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is that right? Ye shall see me, who? The believers. You'll see me. I'll be with you. I'll be among you. Somebody there will be doing this. I'll be with you even to the end of the world. Is that the truth? Well, then, if we was looking for Jesus tonight, we'd look for a, the master vice who says, I can do nothing in myself but what the Father shows me. But what the Father shows me that I do. Is that right? Now, if I come to you testifying in the name of the Lord that he is the same yesterday and forever and his presence is here, that he's sure to do these things, if it comes not to pass, then you say, I've told you wrong. But if it does come to pass, then you're obligated to God to believe His Son, Christ Jesus, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is that true? Let us pray. Father, 
I know that I'm a mortal man, and one of these days that I must come up to your house. I must come there trembling, knowing this, that by faith I believe that you'll let me in. I've tried, yet I'm unworthy. I'm not worthy even to live, let alone to preach the Word of God. But Lord Jesus, here's mortals, a few thousand of them sitting here tonight. They're interested. They're panning with fans. It's hot. They're not sitting here to be seen. They love you. And I come here to Hammond because that you told me to come here. And I'm doing all that I can to magnify your lovely son, Jesus. As thou bear me record, Lord, that I take no credit of my own, or no powers of my own, or nothing within me, only the Holy Spirit of God. And Father, I have tried to make it clear to the people through these nights, and in the following nights I shall just come and then go to the praying for the sick, if it be thy will. But making it clear tonight before this audience here that there is nothing within thy servant to heal, only their faith in your Son, Christ Jesus. For any man climbs any other way to thief and a robber. And I certainly wouldn't want to be called a thief and a robber that day. I want to come and lay my trophies at your feet and say, Lord Jesus, I did the best that I knew how for the leadership of your spirit. And now, Lord, here we are again tonight, about 10 or 12 nights in this meeting. The audience, the crowds are small. The weather's hot. But thou hast been here every night, and you've manifested yourself till if I should leave Hammond tomorrow and you'd call me away, then this audience will have to know that you've testified. The world around where we've been will have to know where millions has rallied. And the scientific world, get down with their glasses and the ray lights and so forth, says it's the truth. Then, Father, what stands in the way of the people from believing? God give them faith tonight. Put a double potion in this building. May people tonight just say, well, this is one night I'm really going to open my heart. This is one night when I'm going to believe. And if this little frail fellow on the platform has told us the truth, then Jesus Christ, you come down and speak to me. And then you let him see me, and then I'll know. Grant it, Lord. And then in return, may your Holy Spirit come over your servant. And may it move down in the audiences and the balconies and around the building or wherever you would see the desire of faith. And let your servant see the vision that I might speak to the people, revealing to them the same as you did the woman at the well, or to Nathaniel when he came to you, and other occasions where the mules were tied, the fish with the coin in his mouth. Declare thy great love tonight, Lord. Now I wait humbly as your servant, committing myself to you for your service. God grant that there will be a solid blanket of faith over this building tonight, that when the service is over, may they rejoice like those coming from Emmaus. Said, did not our hearts burn within us? Said, walked with him all day and didn't know him. But just the way he did something there at the table, they recognized him. God, creator of heavens and earth and author of everlasting life, giver of every good gift, may you do something unusual tonight to the people, that they might see and believe. Not that they have to see, 
said, Greater is their reward who has not seen and, and yet believed. But that you might declare and to fulfill your word, which said that you are the same yesterday and forever, and the things that I do shall you also. Father, I claim to be your humble servant, and now magnify your word to your humble servant as I wait with a broken spirit, waiting and humbly asking your blessing. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. How many in here is on grounds to believe tonight? <clears throat> Are you open-hearted? Are you willing? Now remember, in an audience of this size, I must make this statement. I don't know. Sometimes epileptics and so forth, that's the only thing that gets away from me, sending this epileptic. While the prayer is going on for the sick, if you are a critic, I would not stay in this building. Or let me speak to you if my words are true. You're subject and open to ever unclean spirit that would lead the people. If that's not pure Bible teaching, I don't know it. And how many times have we seen it in our meetings? And you must. Now, every one of you sit solid. If anything should come up, Satan would rise anyway, just hold your peace and pray. Just sit till God will take care of me here. You just be in prayer for me. Then, God, we're looking for your manifestation. Just set still. Don't move. Don't run. Just set still. We're in a spiritual meeting. In a meeting where the Holy Spirit is here amongst Christian people. But remember, when spirits leave a person, they are absolutely helpless until they're embodied again. Do you know that? That's scripture. Suffer us to go into those swines, he said. What is tonight? Jay? L. How many hundred? Where do we start from? We start from... I'll tell you, let's start from number one. L number one tonight. Line up the first 20, 30, something. 20, let's take 25 of them. About 25 would be enough. And you think those answers? About 25. The first 25. L. Who's got L25? One. Turn your card over. It's got a number on the back of it. L25 or L1 to l 25. Let those rise first. Now, you sitting next to one another, you're, every night nearly I see somebody punching somebody, tell them it's deaf or something like that to get in the line, or somebody hard of hearing, somebody, search around, let some of the ushers look at those people on the cots or somebody here, look at one another's cards and see if you got, if they got cards. They may not even have cards. We give out cards late this afternoon. There wasn't very many of them given. Now, how many people in here that's really in need of prayer and wants Almighty God, if His presence shall come, wants Almighty God tonight to heal you, raise up your hand. Oh my, it's just solid everywhere. Just look. Now, dear Christian friends, you, the first comers, let these others testify of this. In the service, these people here, just a few of them, get to the platform. It's just somewhere so the Spirit of God will come here to start. If it would start without it, it would be all right. But now look, in the midst of this, if you will pray, God will move out into these places I hear, and 
send his spirit, and you know what happens? That light, I see it move when I'm under the anointing. It holds over the person and just breaks forth and shows their condition and goes away. And that's how I call those things. And sometimes I see them when I just call them. The, the angel of the Lord is near that praying saint and wants to reveal to them what's, uh, something or other to give them faith. Sometimes I see them heal. Then when I see it move again, see what effect it has on them when you speak to them. And if it moves again, then I tell just exactly what happened. If it doesn't, I just let it go and say, the Lord bless you. I don't know. But when I see a vision that if they're healed, then that's different. That's altogether different when I see they're healed. But now if I don't, I pray for them and say, the Lord bless you. Ask that blessing and God manifests himself. How many say knows that's the truth? Let's see your hands as a witness now to the newcomers. You see what I mean, newcomers? Now, to my opinion, maybe I just look at it wrong, but to my opinion, that's infallible. The Lord Jesus Christ cheered the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if you'd seen the times that that, thing, that, that has been attacked by critics and everything, and see what's happened to them, and know the history of it. Brother Baxter here is one of them. been with me now for about four or five years. Every case, everywhere, every time that's ever been attacked, Almighty God has come on the scene. Is that right, Brother Baxter? Is that right, Brother Bosworth? If that is, raise up your hand so the people will see. Brother Baxter? Almighty God comes on the scene and watch what happens. So don't fear. Fear is of the devil. Everything Jesus is saying, fear not. Fear not. Constantly. Fear not. Fear not. Is that right? Always fear not. Now, God don't want you to fear. He wants you to believe. So every one of you, believe with one accord. One accord. Every one of you. Have you got some cards out, Paul? Four or five cards out. L, look around to the deaf and dumb. You've got number fours missing. And number, what other numbers are they? Somebody look around and see if they got the number on. What, what's your numbers, Billy? All right, 1 to 25, number 4 is missing, and some others down along the line. If you got L1 to 25, please get in the line now, or you'll miss your place. Look around and see if there's somebody in there that's got the... It's deaf and dumb, maybe, and can't... Uh -huh. All right. Now, I've seen two go. The uh, little lady... What's your card, sister, there with the flower in your hair? Have you got a card since you're coming to the line? Oh, you're, you're looking for somebody else. All right, sister. Okay. Now, be sure that your neighbor's deaf and dumb. He couldn't hear it. And then his, his line, then the people that say, well, I had that card. Well, I'm supposed to come in like tomorrow night, see, when they've already had their time called. You see what I mean. Then they write letters into my office and say, Brother Branham, I had their card and, and you didn't do. See, I've got to keep that lawfully, you see, righteous before God. I have to be reverent and respectable and those things and see if it's right. Now, all right, is your 25 lined up? All 25 in line. All right, that's fine. Now, now remember, if the anointing of the Holy Spirit comes upon me, and there's more than that, then we'll call from 25, L25, to 50, be ready next. I don't know how long they let me stay. Last night I collapsed from out, see. But I don't know how long they let me stay. But if there is anything else, I'm making my other call now. From L 
25 to L50 for the next line. The reason, we, I'd have you stand now, but there'd be too many standing at once. So now let's bow our heads reverently in a word of prayer. Now thou, Lord, the creator of heavens and earth, be merciful to us, your believing children. We believe that the day is near when our Lord Jesus shall return. And how people are in this day have turned to unbelief and how they, well, they were, we understand that there's got to be a group of people like that. There's got to be unbelievers, those spirits that is up on the Pharisees and up on the Sadducees and up on those people in the days. We realize that those spirits still are religious spirits and they live in mankind today. God, with all my heart, with all my soul, receive my thanksgiving, Lord, for bringing me away from such as that, that I might believe you in the fullness of your resurrection. And as I realize that my poor heart, as it's beating every minute, it's beating one more beat towards that great dark door yonder that I've got to go through someday called death, then what will I do? Father, now let me live so that in that hour when I come up to that door that I'll not be a coward. I'll wrap myself in your righteousness. Enter that knowing this, going into that death chamber, knowing this, that I know him in the power of his resurrection, that when he calls, I'll come out from among the dead. God, let me live so now. Grant it, Lord, not only me, but all these that thou hast given for my audience tonight. May when the trumpet sounds, may we all come out. Or if we're still a living, may we be changed. And now, Lord Jesus, in loving kindness, as your prophet prays, I ask with all my heart that you'll spread forth your, as it was, wings of healing over this building tonight. And may there be great things be done for the glory of God. Lord, receive my prayer as I give it to you in a committal in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I just seen a light. I think it was a camera. I don't don't flash the camera while this is going on, if you will, dear brother. Let's have no pictures, please, while Brother Branham is praying for the sick. Please. You realize that the angel of God is a light, and when it moves, it, it attracts me because I think it's moving me from one place to another. And that's why I ask that. I love you, and I don't want to hurt your feelings, but it's for the for God's glory. See, it pulls my attention from place to place, watching because it's a light itself. It's a light, and I'm watching, waiting for it now. When I seen that flash, I thought, well, here it is out in the audience before I started praying for the people on the platform. But I've seen that it must have been a reflection because it never settles to anyone. So you're going to have all pictures you want, but just wait till after this part's over, if you will. Everybody just as lovely and be just as full of the Spirit of God and His Now, not for lady, I'll want to talk to you just a moment because you're the and I, I don't know. I think we're strangers, aren't we?
I've never seen in my life. So the, therefore, I'll, I'll just speak to you a little bit. And when I'm speaking to you, then if he shall come, now he, he don't, see, it's up to him. He's never failed me yet. And I, I believe that he will come because, look here, there's this group of people here tonight just waiting, watching. And he, he's, he'll come, and if he does, then he will act the same Jesus that he was. See? Now, when he met the woman at the well, he went right straight and told her what was wrong with her, where her trouble was. Now, if she'd had a tumor, he'd said, bring me a drink. She'd say, it's not customary for the Jews to ask the See, just talking to her then. Just to, See, you're, you're a human. I'm a human. And we have two human spirits. Now, when this anointing comes on me, well, that's the angel or our gift of God, which is a messenger, an angel sent from God. And now it's a part of God, an attribute of God. And then it'll, and then there's spirit now. Then we break from the natural into the supernatural. And then in between here, your spirit is speaking to me. I'm speaking back to you through mortal lips, but both through anointing. It's to, now, if this spirit here that's on me to bless you, not that I can bless you, it can bless you. See? Now, and then if your spirit is willing, but if you have a spirit of unbelief, then it can't bless you. See? He'll just tell you, it might tell you what's wrong or something, sends you on. But if you believe, and these two spirits can get together, see, it's a battle. Here's a demon crying, begging, pleading, and like that, and here's the Spirit of God standing here looking at it. Now, it just depends on which way our spirits is running. I believe, if I can get you to believe what I said is the truth, then something's going to happen. See, it has to happen. You understand what I mean? Now, I get the microphone close because many times they tell me my voice gets so low that I... The audience can't hear it, you see. And that's the reason I... Now, you're conscious that something's going on now. And is that this? I, it's coming from this side as a wave. Now, audience, in the name of the Lord, I speak. That picture that you see back there, which is in Washington, D.C., the angel of the Lord, he's just a few feet away from me, standing here to the right side now. The man larger than I. This woman standing here is conscious of that. I want to ask you something, lady. You're probably known amongst this crowd. I don't know you. But you're conscious that something's going on. If that's right, raise your hand. See? It's his presence. The other night I've seen something take place. No one knew nothing about. I've seen a certain preacher here that wanted to get near when that anointing was on. Just to see what would take place. How about that, Reverend? Is that right? You didn't think I knew that, did you? <laughs> you walked up there and wanted to get up here at the place, so you, see, just to see what it was. Not your curious. You wanted it. Yes, my sister. You're, you suffer with some sort of a headache condition, causing you to have headaches all the time. Isn't that right? I see you holding your head many times like that. You do quite a bit of reading or something. It's a book or a magazine or something. I see you were sitting reading when I seen you sitting in a room in a chair reading something. 
Is that what it was? Yes. I seen it was a book when you was reading. Yeah. You had a headache and you was rubbing your head like this. You was reading a white look at it. was my book. Is that true? And you, you become then conscious. Nobody knows that because there's nobody there but you. God seen you. And you thought then, if I can get to the meeting and maybe if you'll pray for me, these headaches will cease. That's when you begin to be having faith. Isn't that right? But I might tell you something else now to move your faith up. That's caused from a female trouble. I know you've been told other things, but it's wrong. They call migraine headaches and so forth like that, but that's wrong. They made an error. I'm not correcting the doctor, but I do know what I'm speaking of. In order that you might know that I am God's prophet, you don't belong to this type of church, but you do belong to a church. And that's Christian science. Is that right? Is that right? Yes, sir. I've seen you in the Christian science reading room. That's the reason I know you belong or was there. Is that right? If it is, raise your hand. All right. Come here. Do you believe if I'll ask God, this is not mind over matter, this is the power of Almighty God to make it leave you? You believe? All right. You'll serve him all the days of your life. Almighty God, I see your light flash around this woman. I believe that the hour is here for her healing. Sincerely and humbly, the Spirit of God has moved in upon the woman. Oh, Lord God, creator of heavens and earth and author of everlasting life, you said the prayer of faith shall save the sick and God shall raise them up. And oh, as I pray for the sick, I ask you, dear God, to move up tonight and heal this poor woman. May these headaches that's hurting her and bothering her and how she's tried in every way she could to get rid of it. But Satan, you've hid from the doctor, but you can't hide from God. He knows right where you are. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, come from the woman. All right, look here. Now, sister, now, of course, you don't have it now. You go now. It's all left you now. And it'll stay from you as long as you can believe and have faith. God bless you. All right. Come, lady. Are we strangers? I do not know you. I don't believe you. That anointing kind of shakes me just a little bit. Ma'am, never saw me till this meeting. Well, then, if I never, excuse me, there was something going on, I was watching. <laughs> I seen someone holding her head the same way, but it was a colored lady. I, and I looked, and it, it was. Yes, it is. It's that woman sitting right there with that yellow blouse on. That's who I've seen in the vision. Don't you have something wrong like sinus trouble or headaches? Is that right? If that's right, stand up on your feet. Is that the truth? So many times you put your hands up like this and hurt like that in sinus. Is that right? Do you believe on Almighty God's Son, Jesus Christ? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask God's blessing upon you that that leaves and never comes again. God bless you, lady. You must have been praying. You must have something. I've seen that spirit that this woman healed with that. It flashed by and something moved me. I've seen then up before me here was a lady rubbing her head. I thought it was the same one, but it wasn't. It was, I see it was the... the 
those colored ladies. Now, excuse me, sister. Every skeptic in here ought to feel ashamed of himself. Come near. You say you've never seen me to this meeting. Well, I don't know nothing about you then, do I? There's nothing in the world that I would know about you. I perceive that you are a believer, oh. You are a Christian woman. Because your spirit is welcome to you. you. That means you believe in these things. Now you're conscious that something is taking place. That's just anointing which will not hurt you. It will not hurt you. It's, if anything, it's to help you. And now, yes, At just a moment, haven't you had a, an operation? Isn't that right? And wasn't that in the for gallstones or something? Is that right? It was right along in there. Is that right? Is that true? It's in the hospital. And now it's caused you some way. I see you can't eat right or something. It affected your stomach. Isn't that right? Is that right? All right, sister, come near. Is he near? Lord Jesus, Creator. God the Father, come near and bless this poor child of yours that Satan has afflicted. And from as I lay my hands upon her in commemoration of the word of our dear Lord Jesus, he said, These signs shall follow them that believe, and I pray with all my heart that she'll be able to go home and eat anything that she wants to and be made well. Through Jesus Christ's name I ask this. Amen. All right, now, sister, isn't he good to you? Isn't he lovely? How would I know anything about your conditions? I don't know what the vision was just now. It's left me and gone from me. Of course, it's still moving here because it's just pulling from everywhere in here. But ever what I said, was it the truth? It's absolutely right. All right, go home now. It was in November I was operated on. You had an operation. All right. Now, you can go home now, and you're going to get well. God bless you. Now, bring the lady. Now, everyone, just as reverent as you know how to be now. Be worshiping God. Don't act like you just, see, it hinders me here, see. Just be reverent and watch with all your heart. How do you do, sister? All right. Don't think of that strange act that sometimes I, I can't get my just bearings where I am. And I think of somebody maybe come up or something, and I looked at Brother ba- Baxter then, and he was defined that this was the patient, you see. And, and sometimes he might lead me right out into the meeting or something, you see, and I right out in the audience, and I just have to kind of, don't need me to explain this, I can't. You believe me to be his servant? You do. The reason I asked you that, that he told me if you get the people to believe you, then be sincere when you pray. I don't know nothing about you. God knows that. I know nothing about you. But now, I couldn't heal you if I had to. There's nothing that I can do to heal you or even know what's wrong with you. I'm not a doctor, and I'd have to examine you to find out what was wrong, and maybe then I couldn't do it. I'd put you under x-ray. But the Spirit of God, which is the master of all x-rays, He's here. He knows all things. He looks plumb back down to the cycle of time. You believe that? 
Now look, between you and I stands a dark object, about like a cloud, floating, moving, and I know who it is, and I know what he does to the people. You're bothered with a nervous condition, isn't that right? Mental nervousness, upset, and you think sometimes that you're going to lose your mind, isn't that right? I'm not reading your mind, but that's, isn't that right? Uh, don't cry, Mary. Now it has moved from you. Your faith without prayer has made you whole. Now you go home, you're going to be a well, healthy woman. God's blessings upon you. That's faith. Believe Have faith. Don't doubt. Just believe Please, everyone, reverend. When you move, it, it, it interrupts me just a moment. How do you do? I, just to talk to you just a moment. Uh, are we are strangers, are we? We are perfect strangers. I, I do not know you. The only thing I know is an object, a woman standing before me, that's all. But I'm aware that you being a mortal being, that someday we'll have to stand before the Almighty to give an account for our lives. You're a sick person. You're, you've had an examination. I believe it's a female something trouble, isn't that right? A cancer in the female gland. Kind of shocks you a little, but I had to do that. That I see something else. That you are not a Christian. You haven't been saved yet. You are a sinner that hasn't accepted our Lord. Now be honest with me. Isn't that the truth? Haven't I told you the truth? Well, now you, you realize, lady, that, that that will take your life outside of God, the only thing can save you. Do you want to accept my Lord now who's here, and you realize there's something taking place around you? Do you want to accept our Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior who died for you that you could be saved? You now accept him if you do raise your hand as a testimony to the people to now accept Jesus as your Savior. God of heaven, bless this young woman. May this hideous demon that was creeping right up on her to take her life, may it leave her. She's accepted you now. She's weeping because that she's sinned. And now nothing stands before you, Father. And thou hast said, He that will accept, he that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. A lovely father ready to forgive, calling this child tonight by disease, a demon that would tuck her life within the next six months. But now, Lord, we thank you for your healing power, and I pray, God, that you'll be a worker in the vineyard. He that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me has everlasting life, shall not come into condemnation, but pass from death to life. 
new life is born then right here, Father, and we thank thee for her soul and for her healing. Through Jesus' name, amen. My sister, you are a Christian. You were dead in sin and trespasses when you come into this line. You are alive in Christ Jesus to go out of the line with a new life healed from your cancer. Go. God bless you. Do you believe with all your heart? Well, I am a stranger to you. I, I do not know you. I've never seen you in my life as I know of. But you and I are strangers. But you are a Christian. Do you believe me to be God's prophet? You do that. When I said that, something struck you, didn't it? That was a vision that hit before me. Now I'm going to tell you what's wrong with you. It may be strange. Now I don't mean it before this mixed audience, but it's no harm. It's something or another that's in your skin that you can't touch certain kind of things. You're allergic to something like some kind of goods that you wear on your limbs, like stockings or something. Is that right? If that's right, raise up your hand. Break you out. Come near. God of heaven will make you well. Jesus of Nazareth, seeing that woman sitting on the side of the bed there, putting on those stockings. And turning around, Master of life, as your prophet, I lay hands upon her, her being my Christian sister, and I ask in the name of Jesus Christ that Satan leaves this woman tonight, and that analogy that's wrong with her there, that's causing her to be allergic, may it leave her blood this very hour, and may she be well. Through Jesus Christ's name, I pray. And you said, if you'll be sincere, get the people to believe. And then be sincere when you pray. And I said, they will not believe me. You said, by these signs, they will believe you. And I'm sincere committing her to you, that she'll be healed from this hour. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Now, God bless you, sister. Don't fear about your stockings and conditions anymore. God will surely make you well. All right. <clears throat> Do you believe? You're just a little bit excited. I am I'm your brother to help you. And that spirit is the only thing that that's the one who would know about your condition. He's the only one that could help you. You believe that book you talk out of? I know you do too. But I'm kind of surprised you didn't want to say that. But here's what it is also. You have a stomach trouble that bothers you. And you're nervous from a strain. You have other things wrong with you also. But wouldn't you like to just enjoy health like you used to not long ago? Isn't that right? All right, come here. Father, as your servant, I lay hands upon this woman. 
realizing that here at this platform stands the angel of Almighty God. I bless her and pray for her in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that you will heal her and make her well. Hear the prayer, the sincere prayer, the affectional, fervent prayer of your servant. Through Jesus Christ's name I ask this. Amen. God bless you, sister. Go now. You believe? I say that just to see how your spirit feels. See what your spirit will do to react when I say, do you believe, to see where you're lying to me or not. It was that would be told you. But you're wondering now. I'm not reading your mind, but you're wondering what I was going to tell you when you seen what was told that woman. Yours doesn't lay in stomach trouble. No, it wasn't what she had, but you have a tumor. Is that right? You believe if I will ask our Lord Jesus, he said the prayer of faith shall save the sick. You believe I love him? You do? You believe he would hear my prayer if I asked him for you? Then come near. Will you serve him with a true heart all your life? Almighty God, bless this woman who I bless in thy name. You said, whatever you bind on earth, I'll bind in heaven. What you loose on earth, I'll loose in heaven. The keys was given unto the church. Now, upon the authority of the Bible, upon the authority of my risen Lord, who is present now with his angel manifesting these things, I now say, cursed be this tumor in the woman. In the name of Jesus Christ, may it go from her. Just keep that saying, thank you, Lord. God will see that you won't need your operation. How do you do? God bless you. He was hearing your prayer. You that were praying. Yeah, I'm speaking to you. You were sitting there praying, wasn't you? Praying to God. God turned me around and spoke to you because you had your head bowed praying. Now look to me. I don't mean that. Just like Peter and John said, look on us, you see. Elijah said, if it wasn't, I respected the presence of Jehoshaphat that wouldn't even look at you. But you looked to me because you were praying and God called my attention to you. If God will let me know what's wrong with you, lady, will you accept your healing? If he'll tell me what's wrong with you, isn't there something wrong about a bleeding condition? Isn't that right? Is that right? Aren't you up for an operation? Isn't that right? Supposed to be operated on with some kind of a rectal... Is that right? If that's right, stand up on your feet. All right, go home and get well now. God heard your prayer. 
sister, while you were standing there, you were looking at that, and something came upon you, wasn't it? A real strange, odd feeling. God healed you then. You've had a female trouble for a long time. Isn't that right? An old aching condition more on the left side. Is that right? Is that right? No one would know that, but in the room, your bathroom, and so forth, is what I, you know what I'm speaking of because you're thinking right now of what I'm saying. What I'm thinking in my own mind, you're thinking the same thing. Is that right? Only God would know that. All right. You're going to get well. God has blessed you. Go on your road and may the Lord Jesus be with you and make you well. How do you do, my sister? Do you believe? Now, God's beginning to move into the audience. I feel it going from the woman out yonder again. Along here. Look and live. You believe that word? Well, that word, according to the Bible, St. John 14, 12, he's Jesus Christ, the author of that book, said, The things that I do shall you also. Is that true? Do you believe he has sent me that I might represent him to you tonight? Then the only way I'd do, I could only say what he would show me. Is that true? Because he could only do when he was here, and that's what he does now, he's here now. I see what your trouble is. If I'll speak it to you, will you accept him as your healer? You had arthritis. Is that right? That's right, raise your hand. Now, if you've accepted him as your healer, go home, man. He's got to be gone. God bless you, my sister. What's that? Don't you worry about that. I told you God was blessed. You. you hear me what I said there? The thing that you were thinking, I was thinking the same. All right. Go ahead. That part, that's right. How do you do, sister? Do you believe me? As God's prophet? One thing, a heart trouble has been bothering you. And another thing, you're a, a need. But you have faith now. If you can remain right where you are now in faith, it will go away from you. Can you do that? The Lord bless you.
family, little lady, you stand, just to look at you standing there, know you got a young woman, your hair turning gray, probably life hasn't been a flower bed of ease for you that I do not know it yet. I cannot tell you, but God is here to make known what's wrong with you. I feel sorry for you, and I'm your brother in the Lord Jesus, and I want to help you. Do you believe me? If he will be lovely enough to come to you and I as brother and sister, and me wanting to help you so much, and if he'll let me know what's wrong with you so that I can pray for you for that trouble, then will you believe that he'll make you well? Father, I pray for her that you will heal her and make her well. Now lay hands upon her and ask this blessing in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that you heal her. Amen. Now this heart trouble has bothered you so long. Do you believe it's going to leave you? Do you believe you're going to get well? You shall. I'll be with you.
Are you ready now to receive him? You take him now as your Savior. Promise never no more to roam from him, but live for him the rest of your days. If you do, raise your hand. Almighty God, you see the confession of this poor child like the prodigal son that has wandered away down in the hog pens of the world. Down there in the mucky mire, poor little thing, Satan is set up on her now to take her life. That's the way he does, wind them around out there and then take their life. But somehow, through grace, you pushed her into this meeting tonight and arranged so that she could be here at the platform that the secrets of her heart might be known. God forgive her of her backsliding. You said you were married to one, and I pray, Father, that you will take now. You said, he that comes to me, I will not cast out. Now grant, Lord, that tonight that she's willingly, humbly, you've never forsaken her. She's forsaken you. All along the line there, you loved her and spoke to her and talked to her, but yet she still stayed away. God denied that's the reason I will use the words, are you coming home? God grants from this hour she'll stay with you and your church and live for you. And I now, after the cause has been found, the cure will have to be. Satan, cursed be you. In the name of Jesus Christ, you who call cancer, come out of the girl. Look on me as God's prophet. The reason I use those words, coming home, staying away, slipping back. Now your sins are forgiven you, and your cancer is healed. I go and sin no more. God be with you. Just a minute, lady. That's all right. Little lady sitting up there, dressed in a white dress, with a stomach trouble. <clears throat> you want to be healed? There in the top row in the place up there? Got the stomach trouble. You've also left God. If you will repent tonight, come back home. God will make you well. And you sitting there in a red-looking dress looking down at me, so... You believe me to be his prophet? You're under that light. That's the reason I'm speaking to you. I can see dark objects back in there. Do you believe me to be his prophet? You do? You're not concerned... No, you're concerned about a child there. Is that right? The kidney trouble. You believe that God will make it well? You believe God will heal the child, the little child there that you're thinking of? You believe it? If you do, God will do it. If you'll accept him as being your healer. Have faith in God. Don't doubt nothing. God shall bring it to pass. God bless you, sister. You were healed while setting in there. The Lord be with you. <laughs> Have faith in God. You believe?
somebody else right there in the balcony. I couldn't see just who it was at the time. Have faith in God. You believe with all your heart? Sir? You want to get over that asthma? You do? Raise up your hand if you'd like to get over it. You accept Jesus as your healer? All right, go on your road, Dan. God will make you up. Sir, the colored man sitting there with heart trouble, right up there. You got some kind of breaking out on your legs, too, haven't you? All right. You can go home and get well also. Jesus Christ make you well. God bless you. That lady sitting back there with anemia, too, can get well, too. She just believes. Have faith in God. All right. You believe? How do you do, sister? Packing your little boy. You believe me to be his prophet? I can't heal your son, sister. It's impossible. I'm a man. But God can heal your son. You believe me as his servant? That baby was started out in life, born a blue baby. Is that right? The baby suffered with heart trouble even now. Is that right? Is that true? That's true. Come here. God in heaven have mercy on the little lad as I bless this child. In the name of Jesus Christ, remit every sin and take the child into thy care and may it live and not die through Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right, sister. You believe me to be his prophet? You should believe me to be his prophet because you are a minister yourself. Is that right? How do I know you as a minister? That's exactly right. Suffering with a female trouble. All right. Is that true? That's right. You can go home. You got? Is there something wrong with your throat? Is that right? You'd rather have your throat healed than the other. Is that right? So you can preach the gospel. Being that you are a minister and you got a throat trouble, there's another minister sitting right up there. Belongs to the assemblies of God. Is that right, sir? You're a perfect stranger. Me and you have a bad throat. Is that right? Well, both of you go home and get well then in the name of the Lord Jesus. You want to get over the cancer, sister? You would just accept Jesus as your healer right now and say, I believe you, Lord Jesus. God bless you. Go on your road, sister, and be made well. Here he is. He's near. You can believe. All feelings becoming an amber light everywhere. Have faith in God. Is that right? 
I can't heal a child. Look this way, young lady. You believe me to be God's prophet? Sister, if you lay there, you'll die. The trouble's in the stomach condition. Isn't that right? Very bad, too. Nothing can help you outside of God. Would you take my word for something? The angel of Almighty God is standing near your car. I see your examination. I hear what he tells you. You're keeping something back from you. But let me tell you, if you believe Jesus Christ to be your healer and will accept him to be so, will you serve him all the days of your life? You'll do it. Then, as a servant of God, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to take up your bed and go home and get well. Don't you fear? You have strength. Don't worry. Rise up. Go home. 